Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. And we're happy to be joined by our new supporter, Quest Nature Tours, welcoming curious travelers who enjoy unique itineraries, insightful and affable naturalist leaders, and an easygoing style of travel to all seven continents. Quest Nature Tours, you can find them at questnaturetours.com. Welcome to our show, number 891. As the war continues in Ukraine, so does the suffering. It's easy to want to forget about it, but we're trying not to and encouraging all who'd like to help the people there to consider a humanitarian contribution. Many ways to do it. The one we've kind of settled on is the International Rescue Committee. You can make a donation through them at rescue.org. Well, a few weeks ago, Kimberly Mutu sent us an audio postcard from New Zealand, and now Australia wants equal time. And this time it's kind of an all-in-the-family audio postcard from Bruce McGregor, the dad of our awesome Aussie, Freya McGregor. Take it away, Bruce and friend. This is Bruce McGregor on Lamb Island, Moreton Bay, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. And we're listening to the eerie call of the Bushstone Curlew. There's several family groups calling to each other. These birds rely on their camouflage during the day, but at night they're active and have this eerie wailing call. Very characteristic of the Bushstone Curlew. Well, thank you, thank you, Bruce, and thanks to that cooperative Bushstone Curlew down in Morton Bay, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Well, sightings of the spectacular Stellar's sea eagle native to Asia here in the U.S. and Canada this year certainly caused an enormous amount of excitement in the birding world and outside the birding world as well. Well, apparently the excitement is not over. In fact, they may have doubled. There was a sighting last Friday, July 1st, which means there may be two Stellar's sea eagles cruising around North America. One was spotted about a week and a half ago in Newfoundland and then in Valdez, Alaska. The time and distance would suggest that we're not really talking about a Stellar's sea eagle, but maybe two of them. So... We'll see what happens, and stay tuned. Meanwhile, it looks as though the most talked-about bird on the planet for decades now. One of the loudest, too, I guess, the ivory-billed woodpecker isn't quite ready to be extinct after all. Although it might soon be. It's kind of complicated. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service announced just this past Wednesday that it'll give itself six more months 
to decide whether to delist the ivory-billed woodpecker, quote, due to extinction, end quote. They're also reopening the public comment period on the proposed delisting rule. That began July 7th, 30 days, so all comments must be received before midnight on August 8th. Meanwhile, a group of highly respected birders claims to have found the bird just recently down in the woodlands of Louisiana. So another thing to which uh, we want to stay tuned. Well, you mentioned our Freya McGregor a few moments ago, and now here's something about another Talking Birds Titanic team member, our operations manager, Debbie Bleacher. Her Debbie's blog always features some interesting stuff, and that certainly goes uh, for her newest effort that she calls In Praise of Parking Lot Birding. Most definitely worth checking out. Just go to TalkingBirds.com slash Debbie's blog to find it. That's TalkingBirds.com slash Debbie's blog. Getting a sample there of some of the sounds produced by our mystery bird. This is a preview of the mystery bird contest that we'll do in a little bit here on the show this morning. Our mystery bird is a large, dark songbird, usually found in the evergreen forests of the mountainous west. It has a large charcoal black head, a stocky all-blue body, rounded wings, a long full tail, a long straight bill with a little hook at the tip, and a prominent triangular crest. Our bird is generally non-migratory, although it will often move to lower elevations in winter. When it comes to food, our bird is not fussy, consuming insects, seeds, berries, nuts, small animals, eggs, and nestlings. Around people, they'll grab unguarded items from your picnic table, and at feeders, they favor peanuts and sunflower seeds and suet. That's our mystery bird. Prizes on the contest this morning from our friends at Classic Brands, the famous Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder. It attaches firmly to your window and offers an unobstructed view of your avian visitors. And from the great folks at Birds and Beans, a 12-ounce bag of shade-grown, bird-friendly, certified organic, fair trade, and delicious Birds and Beans coffee. Those are the main prizes on our uh, Mystery Bird Contest. If we get to our bonus question, if we have time for that, we'll try to give away a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, makers of those plastic-free books and notepads and other supplies for classroom and office. That would be on our bonus question here on our Mystery Bird Contest coming along just a little bit later on this morning. Just a note here about last week's Mystery Bird Contest. Thanks to more of our legendary uh, poor time management, we we didn't get a chance to even take a phone call last week, and we did a, instead a, a, an email contest for our mystery bird. Then we realized, well, folks are not hearing our show, of course, right away in many cases, and even some of our stations carry our show a week later. So we're extending the deadline on last week's email mystery bird contest to Sunday, July 10th, at midnight, Sunday, July 10th. At midnight, you can send your answer to ray at talkingbirds.com. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, check out last week's show, uh, number 890, uh, July 3rd, 
uh, for full details on what that's uh, kind of all about there. A royal salute this morning to more wonderful Talking Birds ambassadors helping us get the word out about birds and conservation by handing out little cards we send to them. And thank you to Bridget O. Riordan from Gehanna, Ohio. I hope I got that in pronunciation right. We worked on that a bit. <laughs> she says, I discovered your show this past year and fell in love. I share it with my husband and two best birding buddies. And we now enjoy talking about the featured feathered friend, guest, and mystery bird at our weekly Monday dinners. Thanks for making my long drives to and from work something to look forward to rather than dread. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. And thank you to Heather, Heather Mishra from Dallas, Texas. She says, I found you on a recent road trip and listened to the last 1.5 years of episodes in one trip. Wow. I think Jesse just passed out hearing that. Oh, my goodness. Thanks for the great info, says Heather, and thank you so much, Heather. To become a Talking Birds ambassador is very easy. Just go to TalkingBirds.com, click on the Get Involved button at the top of the homepage. And and here, by the way, um, a few words from another Talking Birds ambassador about why she became one. My name is Kim Hillis, and I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. I became a Talking Birds ambassador because it's a wonderful way to share with colleagues, neighbors, friends, and even those that you don't know, the beauty of birds and nature. Thank you so much, Kim, for those uh, lovely comments. And now a special announcement. Coming soon to Talking Birds, in exactly nine weeks, in fact, a milestone for us on the 11th of September, we'll celebrate and air our 900th Talking Birds show. That's a lot of talking and a lot of birds, and we'll have details about it right here next week. Still to come on our show today, we'll present a condensed version of one of our favorite interviews of the past year with Bird Canada biologist Andrew Coughlin and Bird Canada's innovative program to try to save the rapidly declining chimney swift. Plus, we'll catch up with Mike O'Connor for a timely Let's Ask Mike live segment about feeding fledglings. And up next, yet another misnamed bird is today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. If you discovered a bird that spends the summer in Canada and the winter in Mexico, would you name it the Tennessee warbler? Maybe not, but that's what the great American ornithologist Alexander Wilson did, because one day one of these birds was in Tennessee, and so was he. He happened to see it passing through in migration. The Tennessee is not the most colorful of warblers, with olive upper parts and pale whitish underparts, but it kind of makes up for that with its distinctive song. The Tennessee warbler is sometimes called a thief because on its wintering grounds in tropical forests, it pierces the base of flowers to get the nectar instead of probing the flower from the front. If it did that, as other birds do, it would get pollen on its face and help in the pollination process. 
but because of its piercing technique, the Tennessee gets the nectar and leaves the pollen behind. The Tennessee warbler is only one of several warblers named for places where it neither breeds nor winters, including warblers named for Nashville, Cape May, and Connecticut. So Alexander Wilson created some naming confusion with this bird. And another Alexander may have had a better idea. Because the bird often winters in plantations where a certain kind of beverage-producing bean is grown, neotropical ornithologist Alexander Scotch suggested that a better name for the bird would be the coffee warbler. But that name hasn't caught on, at least not yet. By the way, that volunteer state music we're hearing is sung by those surfing 60s singers, Jan and Dean. Yeah, I know, they're not from Tennessee either. Today's Talkin' Birds featured feathered friend, still officially known as the Tennessee Warbler. Welcome again to our show number 891, and thanks for joining us this morning. Well, chimney swifts are in decline here in the U.S. and in even deeper trouble in Canada. We're about to learn about that Canadian status and about a new Birds Canada program called the Chimney Swift Chimney Restoration Fund with our special guest, Andrew Coughlin. Andrew is Quebec Regional Director for Birds Canada and is a biologist with a wide range of experience working with birds. And then he joins us now from Quebec City. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ray. Thank you very much. Well, the bird we're focusing on this morning here is the chimney swift, and per Birds Canada website, in fact, there's been a 90% decline in this species since uh, 1970, quite a lot more than here in the U.S. Well, I guess we can figure out what some of that decline is about, but what uh, what are the main things? A lot of the sort of reasons behind the decline of this species are linked to habitat loss and loss of the the food prey basis because they're aerial insectivores so they're there's there are species that are sort of heavily affected by the use of pesticides and reduced insect populations across their range on the breeding grounds wintering grounds and on the area through which they migrate in the spring and the fall a problem they're sharing with lots of other bird species right that we know definitely definitely with all of the, the whole group of aerial insectivores are in steep decline because of that. And there's also the problem linked to the the loss of nesting and roosting sites mm-hmm. across their range. And that's what we're talking about here, the Chimney Swift Chimney Restoration Fund. So Birds Canada is trying to do something about this problem and that last issue that you talked about. What is What is this program? The program provides matched funds to people with basically brick or stone chimneys that were built probably before the 1960s that are being used by chimney swifts as nesting and roosting sites. This is a species that in the past used to use hollow trees for roosting and nesting. It's a species that can't perch on branches, so it needs a vertical surface to to perch on and to construct its nest. And this species switched from using trees to using chimneys in the past. And today, a lot of the older chimneys that they use are in sort of a poorer state of repair. Mm-hmm. Often they're weather degraded and are in need of maintaining to keep them open and accessible for the species in across their range. So when people would uh, take part in this program, what would, what would they actually, what would happen to their chimneys? What would the, what would the work be? 
a lot of the sort of repairs that are needed, uh, sort of repointing of bricks or replacing of damaged bricks on the chimney stack, and the fund will help pay for those for those necessary repairs. So if I were in Canada and I wanted to yes. take part in this program, what, what would I do? Um, the easiest thing is to visit our, our website at birdscanada.org and then there's a tab about us with funding opportunities and you can visit the website and look. you can read through the, the web page and have access to the guidelines and to the application forms. Andrew Coughlin is Quebec Regional Director for Birds Canada and more info about the Chimney Swift Chimney Restoration Fund can be found at birdscanada.org. Andrew, thanks for your amazing work. I know you're involved with a lot of other projects, so I will invite you right now to come back on the show here soon and tell us about some of them. I'd love to do that, and thank you ever so much for inviting us in today. Andrew Coughlin here on Talking Birds. Up next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more, or if you need help choosing your next optic, give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. That's our mystery bird. And our mystery bird contest is now underway. Our number is 781-837-4900. As always, we ask you to call as soon as you can. And there's a pretty good reason for that, because we tend to run out of time and uh, get most of our calls after the show has ended, which doesn't work out well uh, great, right? Having them during the show is way better. So give us a call as soon as you can. Tell us what you think this bird is. A correct answer makes you the winner. Uh, not-so-correct answer means you could still win by way of a drawing that we'll conduct from answers received. Here is the description of the bird. It's a large, dark songbird, usually found in the evergreen forests of the mountainous west. It has a large charcoal black head, a stocky all-blue body, rounded wings, a long full tail, a long straight bill with a little hook at the tip, and a prominent triangular crest. Our bird is generally non-migratory, although it will often move to lower elevations in winter. When it comes to food, it'll consume all kinds of things, insects, seeds, berries, nuts, small animals, eggs, and nestlings. Around people, they'll grab unguarded items from your picnic table, and at feeders, they favor peanuts and sunflower seeds and suet. So, there's the description, the sound of our mystery bird and the prizes include from our friends at Classic Brands the famous Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder. That's the one that attaches right to your window and offers an unobstructed view of your avian visitors. Our other prize from the great folks at Birds and Beans, a 12-ounce bag of shade-grown, bird-friendly, 
certified organic, fair trade, and delicious birds and beans coffee. If there's time for our bonus question, we'll try to give away a $20 gift certificate for Wisdom Supply, all those wonderful plastic-free things for school and office. So those are the prizes and all the other info there about our mystery bird, except for the phone number one more time, which is 781 837 four nine hundred seven eight one eight three seven four nine hundred i guess that was two more times up next it's let's ask mike live in just one minute beauty o books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world new used and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology from field guides to photography skills biography fiction and humor You'll find it all, along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for, in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. This winter, join us in Trinidad and Tobago, a tropical birding hotspot, or go beyond the beaches in the DR. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit QuestNatureTours.com today. Birds and much more. Guaranteed. Down to the legendary Birdwatcher's General Store. Ever hear of it? Of course you have. That's why it's legendary. It's down there in Cape Cod and Orleans. And also down there would be Mike O'Connor who uh, started the whole thing down there. Good morning, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I started it. Yeah, st- yeah, back. That was a long time ago, Ray. Look what back you started. A- Didn't yeah, I? <laughs> I attended your anniversary party down there. And I think it was your 25th. And yeah, that, that, was a, that was a long time That was time ago. about 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Oh, yep. almost, not quite, but anyway. Well, Mike, let's see, if I, do I remember this correctly? We talked about Orioles recently and feeding them peas. Did I get that right? And you were kind of down on that idea? Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, that was stupid. Orioles like peas like a lot of people like peas, not, not so that, much. Not that much. Not, not like they like lima beans and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that they, right. That they really like, but but you got a, a a note here. Well, let's see. I guess you did. You I guess you sent me a copy, or uh, Heidi sent this note anyway. But it was addressed to you. It says, "Hi, Mike. I listen to you all the time, and Ray Brown's talking birds. I was hoping you could give me some advice. I'm in Wisconsin, but it looks like I just had a fledgling Oriole come to my backyard birder uh, feeder. We don't currently have oranges out." We're the family that called from vacation in New Mexico, but now we're home. So the food we have out is a lot of fruit and nut mix. Can you please advise me on the best food to put out for this fledgling Oriole? Should I get some mealworms or an orange? That's from Heidi. She's she's referring to calling in on the mystery bird contest. I believe she was the winner there a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, my God. Heidi's yeah. smart. That's Heidi smart. Um, yeah, okay. Here's a, most people put, for Orioles, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, they used to put out oranges, they put out sugar water like a hummingbird feeder, that works fine. And recently a lot of people putting out grape jelly, which seems to be working, although it curls some people's toes. They go, jelly? That, you know, that sounds like a, a filler. It's not good. Yeah. But the, bir- the birds actually eat a lot of fruit, and they feed a lot of fruit to their babies, so it's not that bad of a thing. So that's not a big mm. deal. 
But what I've never done is offer mealworms. A lot of people use mealworms to feed uh, baby bluebirds. You know, they have a nest of bluebirds, they put out mealworms, and there's not a lot we can do to, to attract bluebirds, but they put out mealworms, and they'll feed the babies, the, the live mealworms, and I've never really tried it because I don't have any bluebirds, or yeah, ever had any bluebirds. <laughs> they hate me for some reason. So when I got Heidi's note, I thought, okay, let's try this. So I put out the jelly, and the, cane, the Orioles came. Then I put out a dish of mealworms, and the mail came right over, grabbed a couple of well, a beakful, not a couple of beaksfuls, but <laughs> several mealworms flew right off into the trees, and you could hear the babies squawking up there. They weren't, they were fledglings. They weren't, you know, they weren't nestlings. They were fledglings. They were flying in the trees, and he kept feeding them. The female came. She saw what was going on, and she landed, but apparently she hadn't got a good meal in a long time. So she just sat and chowed down on them. The female does all the incubation and a lot of the feeding, and she probably, you know, was a little hungry after all that. So the male did most of the feeding in this case, but they readily came. And then, so then I put them both out, jelly and mealworms, and they and the birds use them both fairly equally. They they like them both. So yes, Heidi, um, I wouldn't get the fruit and nut mix. Birds really don't really like that dried fruit, even though it seems like they do. But um, I would use uh, oranges is fine, but I would use grape jelly or mealworms. They're a little bit more expensive, and I would definitely do that. Keeping them in the shade, keep mealworms in the shade. You could put them in a cup, but they don't like the heat, uh, the sun, direct sun that much. But definitely, they will come. And I think that's a good idea, especially if you want to help feed the babies. And it's kind of fun watching the parents feed the babies. So that's actually an excellent idea, Heidi. So, yeah, I tried it, and it worked. And, uh, you know, even in Wisconsin, it should work perfectly. (laughs) Another top-quality solution. But what about could you uh, dip the mealworms into the grape jelly? I've seen them do that. Yeah, people say that. Yeah, Mm. they do that. It's delicious. And next week, Ray, we got a a surprise nesting bird in my yard. I got to talk about. Oh yeah, I know a little bit about that. It's pretty cool and exciting. Next week, right here on uh, Let's Ask Mike. We'll talk to you then, Mike. Yeah, there's a little teaser. Stay stay tuned for that excitement. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Up next, here it's our mystery bird contest. Right after this. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com newsletter. Yes, back to the mystery bird contest. A large, dark songbird, usually found in the evergreen forests of the mountainous west. Large charcoal black head, stocky, all blue body, prominent triangular crest. That kind of seems to nail down what this bird is, but we'll see what happens here. 781-837-4900 is the number. 781-837-4900. Mike is somewhere in New York. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Ray. It's Michael. I, um, um, I, 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 the bird is the Stellar's J. Are you just going to just uh, hesitate to give your <laughs> answer there? Not at all. Stellar's J is exactly right. Nice job. Michael in Thank New York. Thank you. Michael with the correct answer. Stellar's J. That's a, a, an excellent mimic, by the way. Jays tend to be um, good mimics, but I think this one particularly so. It can imitate birds and squirrels, dogs, cats, even some man-made devices. It's like, uh, you know, a crested mockingbird 
kind of thing there. Wow. Yeah, pretty amazing. I- interesting bird, yeah. It is indeed, and, and spectacular looking. Hey, I think we have time for a bonus question, uh, Michael. Would you like to give it a try? Sure, I'll give it a shot. All right, this uh, uh, up for grabs here is a $20 gift card from Wisdom Supply Company, named after the oldest recorded wild bird, Wisdom the Laysan Albatross. Wisdom Supply is a women-owned B Corporation, helping to prevent plastic pollution through thoughtfully designed plastic-free, zero-waste school and office supplies. Quickly, uh, it's a multiple choice. Uh, One of our recent mystery birds, the northern water thrush, was once known, thanks to its loud call, as which of the following? A, the northern screamer. B, the New York warbler. Loud bird, sometimes loud city. Or C, old yeller. What do you think? Just repeat it one more time. I'm sorry. Okay, the, <laughs> the northern screamer, the New York warbler, or old yeller? Uh, I'm going to go with A. A, the northern screamer. Actually, it's not. New York! It's New York. <laughs> <laughs> and you're from New York. Shame on you, Michael. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> just, just kidding. Michael, thank you. You've won those other That's beautiful okay. prizes. Thank you. Stay on the line. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure, indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. That is uh, it for our show this morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Welcome again to Quest Nature Tours, our latest supporter, a wonderful organization doing great tours for more than 50 years. QuestNatureTours.com. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.